whatever my goal or dream is, I can achieve it. And I honestly believe that. I believe that whatever the desire of your heart is, you will, you can have that. But here's the thing, Evan, you might not have it when you want it. Guys, welcome back to Monumental. I'm your host, Evan Holiday, And today we have on the show with us, Dr. Lakeisha Simmons. How are you doing today? I am well. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I'm so glad to have you on the show today. Um, we were able to connect with Isaac uh, a few episodes back, uh, your partner in crime, and uh, really excited now to be able to share your story and all the incredible things that you have going on. Uh, and like I was telling you right before you, we hopped on here, I'm just blown away by every time I turn around, you're, you're headlining a new publication and a, and a new magazine or a, a new business article. And so kudos to you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes. Um, so a little bit about uh, Lakeisha before we dive in. She's a first-generation college student, tenured professor of analytics, and financially independent achieve her. Uh, and she shares real-life goal-achieving and simple wealth-building information and tools so that you can generate your dreams and reach financial freedom. Uh, she's been able to impact a whole lot of people's lives, and we'll dive into that in today's episode. Uh, and, and finally, she loves helping women achieve their goals, and she is the CEO of Brave Consulting LLC, a women's empowerment training company, uh, and we'll dive into all that today. Um, but first off, I'm just really excited have you on. I love your energy and I'm really excited to hear your story and share that with our monumental listeners. So why don't we start off with just a little bit of your background and, and tell our monumental listeners who you are. Yeah, thank you so much. Well, I always like to start by saying I'm the daughter of teen parents. And I think that's so important because as you read all of my accolades and what I call reputation goals, I want people to understand who I truly am and where I truly come from. And so I come from a very humble beginning. My mom was just 17 years old when I was born. And my dad at 18 went off to the Marines to try to make a better life for us. And we struggled. Life was really challenging in the neighborhood where we grew up. And so life got a bit hard for my mom on her own and she passed me to a family member to take care of me and then eventually a grandmother and an auntie and uncle. And I'm so thankful for the community of people that helped raise me because even though my mom and, and my dad weren't always there for me, I had a community of family and friends and teachers and school counselors that helped to develop me into the achieve her that I am today. And I wouldn't be here with a doctorate, a master's, a Six Sigma black belt, an author, and all those things that you mentioned without a community of people. So that is why so much of my life is giving back and why I'm so focused on impact, impactful work. So that's why I'm glad to be on this show, Monumental, because it has so much to do with impact. I love that. I, I appreciate you sharing that a uh, little background into to your beginnings. Um, I think that is really important to understand that at the end of the day, we all have our own story uh, and that forms a lot of who we are and how we see the world and our perspective. 
Um, and, and it also shows that no matter your upbringing, each of us can form our own future and form our own life, uh, how we see uh, that we ultimately want it to be. Exactly. And then growing up, I was depressed as a child. As a child, I didn't know what depression was, right? Hmm. But depression is when we're worried about something that's happened in the past or what we're currently going through. And so my situation, I looked at it as a, a negative, right? It was tough. It was hard. We didn't have a lot of money to get things that we wanted or half of what we needed. And so, but all of those experiences really helped develop my character and develop my grit and my ability to work hard and my tenacity. So while it wasn't very pleasant as a child, I'm so thankful for the person that it built me into. I have children and it's hard to develop that same grit in them because they don't struggle and they have everything they need and they have most of the things that they want. So I try to teach them work work ethic and to create. So they, my oldest is writing a book um, of wow. his experience going through divorce. It's it, actually, he's finished writing it and we're, we're working with an illustrator to, to get all the images and everything placed just right. But, and my youngest is an artist. So every day I ask him, <laughs> draw me a picture and write, tell a story to go with it. And so I'm teaching them to create their own money, right? <laughs> That's important because yeah. whether you have money or not, you have to know how to hustle for it. You have to know how to keep going and keep pushing yourself. And that's what I'm trying to teach my children because that's what I learned, unfortunately through struggle, but I'm glad that I learned it. Yeah. Creating your own money. I love that. It, it's a mindset shift where you're saying, Hey, I'm not going out and getting money. I'm creating it. I am exactly. creating the tools, the, the knowledge, the systems, the, the expertise to be able to create money. Exactly. At whatever age that they are, they, they can do that. They have talents and I have witnessed their talents firsthand. And, and when I pick up on it, it's my job, I think, as a mom or even as a mentor to anyone that you may mentor, when you identify something unique that a person has, they likely don't see it. We don't usually see our own talents. Have you noticed that? We just think that, oh, everybody can do this or everybody yeah. knows how to do that. That's actually not the case. So when I pick up on little nuances that they do that are unique, I tap into it and I say, let's develop that. And that's what I would recommend any mentor do. If you notice something in someone, even if it's just something really small or minute, let's pull it out. Let's work on that because that may be that person's next claim to fame. Yeah, that's powerful. Um, and, and speaking of which, I love that you brought up, like you had to struggle, you went through struggle. Um, you, you had to be determined to get out of that. And, and sometimes if like you, you've provided a, a good life for your kids, now they don't have that same, you know, maybe tougher experience. So how do you change the lens or change the perspective, uh, for your children and still give them that same mindset shift without maybe the the, the tough experience growing up, but change it so that they're, they're constantly being pushed to um, become the best version of themselves and to hone their skills and hone their strengths. Stories, stories. So they read books. We read books together. We watch documentaries. 
And you mentioned Isaac earlier. Isaac is notorious for pulling them together and sitting them on the couch and pulling up a documentary. They just love when he does that. <laughs> but uh, documentary, sharing stories. Isaac shared his upbringing on your podcast recently. I share my story with them every time I'm written up. If I'm in the newspaper, on TV, in an article, I let them read it. And the good thing is, since his mom, they just say, Okay, mommy's in the magazine. <laughs> oh, mommy's on TV again. And, and that's really how they react to it. And I'll say, well, come on. I really want you to read the perspective of the, of the article. And I want you to repeat it back to me. Give me your version. And just exposing them to the stories. Because I grew up this way. But if I don't share with them how I grew up, they'll never know. I have to share the same story that I'm sharing with you so that they know, they understand you, you don't have to be on, you know, you don't have to struggle the way I did. And I, but I want you to yeah. see that. The other thing is exposing them to experiences. I'm big on experiences. And that's how I was able to save so much money because I know what experiences are valuable to me. And that's where I spend money, not on certain things, right? So we take them to the uh, homeless camps, the home, the tent cities, and every year at Christmas, we take them down, we go and we'll get food and water and gloves and socks and we package them up into individual bags and they pass them out. We go wow. and, and pass them out, we bundle them up in the winter and they, they're, they're, they're responsible for passing them out and we sit back and we watch. And so we're giving them exposure to those areas so they can be well-rounded. That's powerful. I love that. I love that you're you're also combining the the service aspect. Um, and so diving into a little bit of um, your story a little bit more, what what was it like as far as once you once you came out, you said, okay, at what at what point were you like, hey, I'm going to make something of myself. I'm gonna be of service. I'm gonna give back. I want to accomplish uh, everything that I set my mind to. At what point was that shift for you? Great question. And I actually love answering this question because it's the pivotal moment in my life. When I was in high school, I was living with an aunt at that time, my mom's sister, and I was hopeless. I, I didn't like living there. I wanted my parents, but my parents weren't there. So that's where I was. And so I was just hopeless. I was very truant in school. And I was very thin. I was a very thin. I've always been thin, but I was extremely thin because I just had no hope and was just so sad. Mm. And I remember every night I would cry. I would cry myself to sleep. I remember it vividly. And mm. because and, and what I prayed to God was to be happy. That was what I said. I don't have to be rich. I just want to be happy. Mm -hmm. I didn't know even what that meant. I was in eighth grade at that time. Mm. I remember that. And so by the time I got to high school, it was more of the same. And I just was on a slippery slope. My sophomore year, I was skipping class, but I was at school and I was walking down the hallway. I will never forget this flyer. It was a flyer on the wall and it said historically black college tour. And it really took me back. Every time I say it now, it takes me back to that moment in that hallway, those cement block hallways. <laughs> And I said, historically black college tour, I knew what college was, but a tour. So I took the number off. Do you remember the sheets 
where they had the phone numbers along the bottom. And yeah, you they ripped rip the paper one. off. Yeah, yep. <laughs> so I ripped it off. I couldn't wait to get home and I called about it. Well, long story short, I was able to go on that tour. And I'll never forget the day I stepped on the campus of Tennessee State University. It changed my entire life. I did not know what the college experience was like until that moment. Because otherwise it was just abstract. I had no feeling, I had no connection to it. But when I was actually on campus, walking, seeing students walk with purpose with their backpacks and they had somewhere to go and they looked so just like leaders. They just looked like leaders to me. And I thought, wow. And I realized that I'll have a meal plan. I'll have my own dorm room and I can just really start my life my way. So that gave me, that changed the trajectory of my life because I did attend Tennessee State University and I felt a sense of purpose in my life for the first time. And that is where I said, I'm going to make something of my life that's going to change my entire family. And so I, of course, like most people in my community, we go into careers that help others. So I went into a career to be a teacher. And uh, well, computer science with an emphasis on teaching. They called it business information systems education. Well, the teaching part wasn't really going to work out for me once I realized the salary. <laughs> and I'm being honest about that, yeah. right? Because I knew I was taking loans to go to school. And when I looked at the salary, I knew I wasn't going to be able to make it. And financially, I couldn't do that to myself. So I graduated with a degree in business, business information systems, what it was called at the time. Luckily, I still had that passion for wanting to teach. And so I went into corporate America so that I could make some money, paid off my loans, pursued my MBA, but I still had this desire to teach my community, Evan. Like that part never went away. Mm -hmm. I wanted to teach others so they could get to where I was, even though at looking back, I was really just beginning, right? And so I was able to get involved with a program called the PhD Project. And luckily they mentored me every step along the way so that I could pursue my PhD, so that I could still become a teacher and give back, provide impact, help my family along, right? As well as still make a salary. And so I'm always a big advocate for teachers. Whenever teachers come to me and want to take a class, you're a teacher? Yes, you can take my class for free, <laughs> right? Because I know how hard that is with that uh, career path. And with we, we just don't pay our teachers enough. So I'm yeah, blessed yeah. enough to be a professor. So I have a little bit more of a bump and I give back in that way. So thanks for letting me share that. Yeah, of course. Uh, I love that. Um, and and I love that, you know, it was a pivotal moment like that uh, when you were, <laughs> that's amazing. And just touring a campus could have such a, an eye opening, you know, um, earth shattering uh, realization for you where you're like, hey, yeah. wait a second, I can actually make something of myself. Uh, and, and now, you know, looking back, it's amazing what that one moment had mm -hmm. as far as the, the change in trajectory of your life. Um, and the amount of impact that you could have as far as helping others on their journey too. And so let's dive into that a little bit. Like what, what, as far as, uh, you have multiple different ways, uh, of, of helping people find, find financial freedom and power themselves about making decisions about financial freedom and financial independence. Uh, and then also a book all about it. 
Um, so let's dive into what, what inspired you to do that and what was that path like? Exactly. My path has really been to give back from, from the, from the very moment I stepped foot on Tennessee State University campus, I remember joining the NAACP student chapter right away. So I've always really wanted to give back because that exposure changed my mindset so much that I wanted the opportunity to expose others and change their mindset. So I've been able to do that through my teaching, of course, at the university level, but also through my book. So it's, it has a wide reach. It's called The Unlikely Achieve Her, which I did trademark that word, achieve her with the H. Ah, yes, yes, <laughs> We yes. got it. We got it. Yes, exactly. Thank you for sending this, by the way. Of course, I love it. of course. Uh, it's my favorite thing to give away. Look, <laughs> I love Giving, giving, sending my book out because it not only does it give my story, but I hope that it gives some motivation to say if Dr. Keisha was able to, from where she comes, really, truly change her entire life and the trajectory and generationally, right? Then surely there's some, whatever my goal or dream is, I can achieve it. And I honestly believe that. I believe that whatever the desire of your heart is, you will, you can have that. But here's the thing, Evan, you might not have it when you want it, right? Yep. So yep. I may, and this has happened to me. There have been times that I wanted a certain contract to come through, or I wanted a certain something to happen in my business and it just wasn't happening. And it was so frustrating. Mm -hmm. And, but what I realized is that all the steps I was taking and all of the hustle and grind that I was doing may not have been for that particular project or that particular aspect of my business, but it was teaching me what I needed to know for when I get to where I am now. So now yep. I'm using, using skills that I learned or techniques or relationships that I built years ago thinking that at that time it was going to help a certain project come to fruition no it's actually for today or even maybe for five years from now i'm going to tap those resources or tap those skills or networks and so i say all that to say that the mindset is important giving back being a mentor is important and sharing is important sharing what you're doing and how you're doing and that's why i love following you on social media because you <laughs> share right look or you share your goals here's my next big goal i want to help 100,000 people <laughs> with their homes right i saw that you didn't think i saw yeah. that. so that that helps my mindset it's like wow he's thinking big i need to think bigger i need to be exposed and so that is so important for us to share our goals with each other. And in the Unlikely Achiever workbook, it's a workbook. And you will go through goal setting processes and you will go through mind, money mindset exercises. And I, I, go, I go from everything from your body language, how to show leadership in your body language, all the way to how to create your elevator pitch. And some of these skills that we, we're not always spending time on refining, but the workbook is intentionally focused on these softer skills that really help you build success and impact. That's amazing. And what, as far as the process for you, did it, did it start out by writing the book or, or were these 
no. things that you've taught people over time. And then you're like, Hey, I need to put this in a book form. Exactly. So I learned all these things the hard way. So one thing I haven't really talked to you much about today is my time in corporate America. I worked in corporate America, fortune 100 companies, and I was a six Sigma black belt at Caterpillar financial. When you're in these types of leadership positions, you're expected to be on top of your game at all times. And so I was constantly looking for resources to help me build my leadership character and to exude the characteristics of a leader. And there was so much disjointed information in so many different places and it really wasn't mm -hmm. the easiest thing to find. And so I, I would piece together different things I would find or I would try out different techniques in my meetings and board meetings and see what worked well, what didn't work. Okay, when I sat this way, or is it better to stand? Is it better to sit to the side? And, and where should I put my hands? And is it better at my chin, right? So I, all these different techniques and where to put your hands, do you hold it as the basketball or do you do the pyramid as uh, you know some of our past presidents have done? So all of those different techniques that I learned, what worked, what didn't work, for females, heels or no heels, right? So these are decisions that we have to make. And I once just over time, the etiquette, right? All the different types of business etiquette. I wanted to put it all together in one package. And so that's what the book has become. It's a workbook to teach these skills. So that's the, the book came out of frustration of me trying to find these leadership techniques and skill sets. And instead of going to so many different places, now I have a book where I can refer the women or, or even men <laughs> who uh, need to polish up in certain areas. That's what the book is for. I love that. And, and you took what you learned through trial and error and learning from others mm -hmm. and assembled it. And, and with the goal of really helping people, you know, learn on their journey and learn a whole lot easier, make that process easier from your stories and your experiences. Exactly. Yeah. Being in corporate America, especially a company such as CAT, you have to be on your game. And I was one of the youngest black belts. It was funny, someone on social media today, right <laughs> before I got on this call, they put a comment that said, you've inspired me so much. You don't even know when you were a Caterpillar, you were the only black female six Sigma black belt there. And I remember that. And I'm thinking back to, wow, someone has reached out who remembers that because yeah, I've been the first a number of times, but as they say, as our current vice president has said, <laughs> I won't be the last, right? Yep. So the first tenured faculty in the analytics department in the Massey School of Business. Uh, when I received, when I did receive tenure in 2017, I was only one of 51 African-Americans, uh, oh females that have a PhD that was tenured, only one of 51 in the U.S. Wow. So that, and so when I hear those things, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't strike me as much as it does other people because it's my life. And this is just what I've had to to do to get where I'm trying to go for my future and for my children and for my community. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's been an interesting ride for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do want to touch on, um, so you, you had the corporate experience, uh, and, and sounded like, you know, getting that, uh, black belt six Sigma, uh, at 
at a very young age or early age compared to your peers is phenomenal. And then, and then how did you transition from there to uh, becoming a professor and a doctor and financial empowerment and everything else that you're doing now? Yeah, I was in my, I started Caterpillar right out of my undergrad position, uh, undergrad at Tennessee State University. I actually interned there for one year uh, among some other companies that I interned at through college. And when I started at Caterpillar Financial full time, I hit the ground running and I knew I wanted to move up as fast as possible, (laughs) mainly because of my financial insecurities. I wanted to achieve wealth. That was a goal of mine. And so I worked hard and I, I would seek out mentors who were one or two steps ahead of where I was. And I would sit with them. I'd take them to lunch and just ask, can I sit in on this meeting that you're having? And I would start doing the job that they were doing in my job. So when I first started right out of college, I had a technology generalist role. Well, I knew I wanted to be a business systems analyst. And so I sought out someone and I started sitting with her. She gave me tips and she would share templates with me and let me sit in on meetings. And I started doing that in my job. So when it was time for my performance evaluation, my boss was impressed because I was doing a role well beyond my role. And so that just helped me to realize that, okay, I can move up here. I'm figuring it out. And these are some of the things that's in my book. So I went ahead and kept full steam ahead, was one of the youngest Six Sigma black belts. I was in my early 20s and I was a black belt. Wow. Yeah, I was in my early 20s, but I knew that really wasn't fulfilling my heart. While I was doing a great job, I was moving up, making more money. I knew that just wasn't giving me the fulfillment that I needed, Evan. And so that's when I decided I really need to think about this teacher path again. I knew I wanted to create wealth. So I needed to have a certain salary here. I'm just being honest. And um, I decided to talk to some of my old professors to ask them their perspective. And they said, you definitely, with being a black belt, being a PhD is going to be easy for you. You need to do that. And uh, so that's what I did. I went and pursued it. The PhD project, as I mentioned earlier, was a wonderful resource for me because it was totally switching lanes from corporate America, going back and going to academia, totally different avenues. And so I was able to do that, went back, uh, pursued my degree at the University of Mississippi. And that's where I graduated with a business degree, business PhD. And that is how I transitioned over into academia and started doing research. So my research is in analytics, information systems, and how people use information systems to make better decisions, especially business owners. So that's really my kind of my uh, expertise. But my passion (laughs) is really in helping women and girls excel. But that's how I got here. I love it. I love it. Um, and, and on that journey, it sounds like, you know, you said you, you had a great experience at Caterpillar, but it just wasn't the fulfillment piece that you needed. And that's where the, really, it sounds like the service, the education, the teaching, um, the ability to educate and empower others is so important to you. Uh, and you, you really, you dove all in, you tapped into that. And, and now you're helping others also achieve their goals as well. 
Exactly. Once uh, I was able to get into academia and really get my footing, have my research underway. I have over 40 scholarly works at this point, so I don't have to hustle the way I did early <laughs> on, right? Now I'm able to do more service that's important. So I was the head of the first faculty inclusion and diversity committee under the faculty senate at the university level. That's something that was really important to me. And I served in that capacity for three years and also helping our minority students, since it is a predominantly white institution, helping our minority students acclimate and, and, and find their footing there. That's yeah. Important to me that I've been able to do and accomplish. And I'm also the executive director of a nonprofit called the Achiever Academy. And our 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 biggest give back, our biggest impact is something called the Period Project. And this is where we help girls and those who menstruate stay in school during their cycle. Because I was just floored when I found out that one in five girls miss school each month when they're on their cycle because they can't afford feminine hygiene products. Hmm. That took me back to that young Lakeisha again, right? And I knew I had to do something about it. So to date, we've given or gifted through the community's help of donations, we have gifted over 500,000 period products to Metro Nashville public school system. Wow. Yeah. That's that's incredible. I do that as volunteer. I don't take any money from that nonprofit. It is a labor of love and it's something I do to give back because it's just such important. It's such important work and education changed my life. Yeah. Education changed my life. And it's important that I help other young Lakeisha's get the education that they need to change their lives. That's really powerful. Um, and, And I love that you, you took action on something that, you know, a specific need that uh, maybe a lot of people, at least not, not that I'm aware of, not a lot of people talk about that. Um, And that's really, really cool that you found a a specific thing that needs care and attention and, and love and support. Thank you. Yeah. It, when I stumbled upon it, that that was an issue and there is so much stigma behind it and everyone has their own opinions around it. But I just wanted to do something to help. And, and I knew the community would get behind me and help support. And they have so much. Yeah, I'm thankful. What along your whole journey, what what has been for you? Has there been moments, maybe one or two times where you felt like, um, you know, you've made a mistake or you've learned from something you've like a, a big learning lesson from a mistake that you've had? Oh, so many lessons. Do we have all day? No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would say one of the lessons that I have learned, honestly, is no matter how dark it looks and how hopeless it looks, don't give up because your bright spot or the sun could be right around the corner. And this has happened to me so many times. There's been positions I've gone out for and that I, I that I've interviewed for that I didn't get. There have been contracts. There was a contract recently. It was a big contract and it would have really helped my business. And I just knew I had it. I was on the short list and and the recruiter really was pulling for me. And I knew I knew this was going to be it. This was going to be a game changer. And I didn't get that contract. 
But I said, you know, that 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 took me that took me down a little bit. But I, I know my thing is right around the corner. And it was because the very next day I had a new offer out of nowhere that was more than the previous offer. And I'm still in shock about it. I can't wait to reveal how big it is. And I can't believe it myself. But uh, so so that is the lesson. Don't don't get, don't beat yourself up. Don't get down stay positive. And that's a, that I tell my sons, you really have to control your mind. You have to control your thoughts. And that's not easy to do. That's the most challenging thing I think you can do in this life is control yeah. your thoughts. But once you can control your thoughts, you can manifest things to happen in a positive way. Again, maybe not exactly when you wanted it or how you wanted it, but it's right around the corner. Yes. And I love, cause you mentioned that earlier of like, you know, sometimes you're, you're put out energy, you put out thoughts, you put out goals into the world and that it doesn't always happen exactly how you see it. Um, but it, regardless, it, if you put out the energy, if you put out the vision, if you put out the positive vibrations, then it will either happen at some point in the future, or it will happen in some other form or fashion that maybe you never even imagined. Um, but ultimately can be you know, a game changer in your life and be something that would be such a blessing. Um, I'm a testimony of that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, and I can agree with you wholeheartedly. I mean, in, in my experience, there's, there's been so many times where I'm like, all right, this is my goal in this time frame, mm -hmm. And I always, I always timestamp it because that's what they say. Like you got to timestamp your goals or else they're not real. And, but I, but I agree with you. I'm like, Hey, you know, if, even if it doesn't happen in my time frame, as long as it happens, you know, within a reasonable amount of time, I am going to be very, very happy, uh, because I'm setting big goals. I'm setting impactful goals. And so I know it's like, if I can, if I can achieve that goal, if I can reach that goal, even if it's not on my exact timeline, I will still be very happy and fulfilled because I know it's, it's on my path and it's, it's a big goal. You're exactly right. And that phrase, how does the phrase go? If you shoot for the moon, you might hit a star, right? Yeah. It's yep. that exact same thing. I'll give myself a time frame or I'll give myself a really lofty goal or a huge ambitious goal rather. And if I don't hit that big ambitious one, I'll bet I'll get close. And that was yep. better than undercutting myself or, or just taking the safe route. And that's actually... Where now you've talked about a lot of the coverage in the media lately. I would have never guessed. I could not. This was not even a goal to well the money part. Achieving the money part was a goal in terms of my my nest egg and my net worth, but not in terms of sharing it this way. And in now teaching financial independence and and teaching financial security strategies to the everyday working person and, and those who just need to think bigger and, and, and to increase our mindset. If you, even in December, if you would have said, oh, People Magazine is gonna cover you to talk about how you achieved yeah. your wealth. I would have said, you, you must be thinking about <laughs> the other Dr. Keisha Simmons because there's another one. And, but no, it, I would have never, that wasn't even something I could have dreamed up. <laughs> And so I think being in alignment with saying, I know I want to make impact. I know I want to help others. I know I want to create sustainable wealth for my family. I think even just those goals 
even if they may be broad, they may not be those quote unquote smart goals, but just giving yourself that, that mindset and that alignment to say, okay, let me just try to move and always think about those goals and see where the atmosphere and where God and, and you know, what, your meditation and those things to bring it to you, to attract it to you. And so now I am focused on helping other people achieve financial security and achieve financial freedom. And so I'm able to, I, I do workshops and I like to do the workshops live, even though my significant other says, you know, <laughs> you're wearing yourself down. You, you don't really have much balance here. Can you sustain this? But I love doing it. I love doing the live workshops. And so I do live workshops from everything from learning how to cut your expenses by at least 10% in the first 30 days to really truly understanding tax deferred accounts and how you can access the money in tax deferred accounts before 65, penalty free, totally legal, no loopholes, all on the IRS website. People always (laughs) ask me that. But how to access that money before 65, all the way to how to invest in the stock market, which is where I've been able to achieve substantial wealth. And I do it the Warren Buffett way. Well, probably not the Warren Buffett way, really, but how he says he would want his heirs to invest their money in the S&P 500 index funds, ETFs, ETF funds. And that has helped me build generational wealth. And so these are things that I'm now teaching and sharing with others. And And I'm just so thankful for that. I'm just so thankful that I have the opportunity because these are things that I was already doing. You know, I I, I switched my phone carrier to Mint Mobile and I use a platform, Personal Capital. Many of your your listeners have probably heard about Personal Capital and they have free tools because I like free uh, wealth building (laughs) tools and retirement planners and things to really help you on your journey to financial freedom. I love that. Um, well, thank you so much for sharing that. One one last question before we dive into our monumental questions. Um, what what do you think our monumental listeners need to know, or or maybe a good piece of lasting advice uh, as far as uh, financial literacy, financial education? What I would say for the listeners is really truly think about what you value. Okay, and start there. So for me, I value travel experiences with my family. So anytime I prepare to make a purchase, um, something large or even some things that are small, I say, is this helping me achieve my goal of spending more quality time with my family traveling? If it's not, maybe I don't need to spend a lot of money on this. So like I said, my mobile phone bill, I went from a hundred and $25 a month with my previous carrier to now $180 for the entire year with Mint Mobile. Because, (laughs) and so a phone is a phone. As long as I can make calls and have great data coverage uh, and make the transactions I need to make on my phone, I don't really care who the provider is, right? (laughs) So, but it saves me over $1,000 a year that I can put towards a cruise with my children. Right. Yeah. And and so it's just thinking about things that way. I don't need to have the latest and greatest all the time or the most expensive version of something. If I can get a, uh, a still a quality version, but 
take that money and put it where my my passion really is or what my what I value really truly is so that's what I would say start there determine what is it that you value in your life yeah yeah that's something we talk about quite a bit on monumental is thinking about what what are your goals what do you want out of life Mm -hmm. what do you value what are your core values um and and be intentional about staying true to all of those staying true to your principles uh because I, I think and i also think to that point i think people most people don't think enough about that they don't set aside time to just brainstorm and kind of have a conversation with themselves of saying hey what is actually important to me what do i care about and then let's align all of our daily actions to revolve around those decisions exactly exactly i love it uh well let's dive into our monumental questions what does success mean to you success to me means that i'm happy that i'm mentally emotionally and spiritually happy because there was such a time that i wasn't that i wasn't happy at all and so success if i'm able to do work that i love care for people I love and have experiences that make me smile. That's what I consider success. I love it. Um, what about daily habits or morning rituals that you have? So I'll, I'll be honest here. I'm not very good at (laughs) sticking to my, my morning habits, but some of the morning habits that I have planned, number one, take my vitamins every day because that's something I want to do. Um, and I, and I, and I'm, I'm pretty good with it, but I really need to find a new habit to, uh, to hook that to, 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 because I've fallen off, to be honest, but taking vitamins and taking time to meditate in the mornings or pray that keeps me so centered. And it, it just helps me to say, you know what, everything is okay. You have a good life. You have a roof over your head. You have food on the table everything is okay. Don't be stressed today. (laughs) Don't stress out today. And that helps me center in that way. So I would say those two things are very important. If I had to say a third, it would be workout. And I, and I've done very, very well with that in the past since all of this media attention lately, (laughs) I've, I've really struggled with my workout routine, but I'm hoping (laughs) to get that back at some point. (laughs) I love it. Um, and finally, what about favorite book or book you're currently reading? Uh, there's so many books uh, that I love books about money, obviously. So Your Money or Your Life by Vicki Robin is one of my favorite books. Quit Like a Millionaire, another one of my favorite books. But the book that I'm reading now is actually called Professional Troublemaker. And a friend sent this book to me <laughs> because she said, "Yep, yeah, this is the lane you're in now. You're really shaking some things up. And a professional troublemaker is so far, it, it's great because it's all about overcoming that fear. And we talk about our mindset a lot. And this really helps to operate, operationalize it and, and getting rid of that fear factor and really going after it. Just unapod- unapologetically go after what is for you. What is what is coming for you? Go for it. Don't don't. Yeah. Don't diminish it at all. And don't think, oh, well, maybe, maybe later, or maybe I'm not ready for it. Something I hear women say a lot is, oh, I don't know that I'm qualified. 
Yes, you're qualified. Even yeah. if you don't think you're qualified, you're qualified. <laughs> you know, you're quite let them tell you you're not qualified. Exactly. Don't yourself out before you even get started. So that is so far it's a great read, professional troublemaker. I love it. Um, Lakeisha, phenomenal episode. I love your energy. I love your enthusiasm, your passion, your impact. Uh, I love everything you're doing in your story and really being able to give back and help others on their journey as well. Um, so thank you for everything you're doing. And also thank you for being on Monumental today. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I enjoyed it. Thanks. Yes. Um, and where can our Monumental listeners reach out to you or connect with you? Yes, please do reach out. I love hearing feedback and stories and figuring out ways to partner or help others in our community. Please reach out to me at LakeishaSimmons.com. You'll find information about my book there. I have a blog, plenty of free information that I share just on money saving tips and how I uh, amassed almost 800K in the stock market in four years as well as courses. And if you use the code monumental, of course, you'll get a sweet little discount from me on the workshops. So I love it. Guys, take Lakeisha up on that. Uh, use the code monumental uh, and you will get a discount on her, uh, on her courses. And guys, if you enjoyed today's episode, uh, please make sure to share it on social media. Tag Lakeisha, tag myself. Let us know you're listening. Let us know you enjoyed today's episode. And guys, with that, have a monumental day.